grind for the love of the game takes as spicy as jambalaya. A grind for the love of the game and for the return of Natron the Messiah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That is uh, really pumping me up here. I yes. appreciate that hype intro. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> welcome Glad back, back, everybody. You, Brian, Jay. And welcome back, Natron. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've never, I've never been to, I've never been to New Orleans. How spicy is the jambalaya? Is it, is it? I mean, I feel like everything's gotten spicier. Is it? I'll see how one to ten. What's your average? Well, everything has like a Creole, like a Creole um, version of itself here. Like we just even got some chicken salad the other day, and it was like a Creole chicken salad, which is good. Um, I have not had jambalaya here yet. I'm very sensitive to humidity, so like really hot, thick soup hasn't sounded good to me during all the Mardi Gras action. Uh, a big sensitive to humidity what does that mean it'd be hot here even during (laughs) the day i'm wearing like you see i have no sleeves on i've been wearing shorts and no sleeves like so yeah i haven't wanted like a big hot spicy soup yet yeah that's fair i get that (laughs) yeah but uh but the food is very good a lot of shrimp a lot of crawfish we actually had sushi today which i'm never in the mood for um but it was very nice yeah not a lot of humidity in a sushi yeah yeah well it's very hot in there though so anyways, so so real quick, uh, I will just remind the listener today, we, we are going to go through Natron Clean's ADP All-Stars for the Eastern Conference. Um, so yeah, we're just going to weave through that. I'm very excited to hear what you got. Um, there might be some overlap, but yeah, we're just going to finish that topic off and get Natron Clean's boys. Is that about right? You got yeah. any surprises for the people well i figured before we get started i, I was curious we, if you hear your take just on the kind of on tonight's breaking news a little bit um on the hawks moving on to nate oh. mcmillan I was curious to see if i mean i know you're a big nate mcmillan guy he's northwest uh connection uh but i was Mr. wondering Sonic, yeah. if you had any fantasy takeaways from the coaching change well i'll, I'll start on the personal side i nate mcmillan i feel like he kind of like stumbled into that job and then when they had the success on you know when he was the interim coach and they got all the way to the eastern conference finals it was kind of like okay well i guess i'll take this extension but i don't think the match was ever made in heaven i don't think especially the marriage between him and trey young i mean just very different ideologies so i was happy for his sake to see it end you know he gets to walk away with his money and and we can just kind of move on because he just looked he looked really unhappy he's a very stern uh, his stern demeanor in general, but yeah, just Sarge. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm just happy to see him relieved of his duties. Um, for fantasy, I don't know much about the interim head coach, but I, I certainly think that the high usage players, you know, could potentially benefit them. Um, I feel like they were just kind of run, running amok already over there, but um, yeah, no fantasy takeaways right away. I, I assume that there might be some rotation changes, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. What yeah, that's I guess what I'm what I'm curious about too. I mean, it seems like they there's a really like 10, 9 or 10 potential high minutes guys on this team and I think we all thought maybe some of that could be cleared up a little bit at the trade deadline and it right. wasn't. Um but I, I'm curious to see if are they going to start focusing on some of these younger guys for development? I mean, we've we've been curious about uh I mean uh, AJ Griffin, Akanwu, uh, are those guys going to start getting minutes in there a little bit more over some of the veteran guys or, uh, or how does that play out? I, um, you know, and then also what is that, uh, what does the offense look like? Cause I mean, Sarge was kind of a little bit he, from this time in Portland too, in, in Indiana was kind of a, uh, you know, like a, a, uh, 
a low kind of focused on a low turnover system right. where it was a lot of ISO ball. So I'm curious to see if there's a little bit more movement in there and if that adds a little bit of value to some of these peripheral guys or not. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. I haven't heard the Sarge moniker. Is that the uh, the Blazers? Uh, Nick oh, yeah. When, when he was the coach in, in Portland, uh, everybody called him Sarge. I like it. it makes, he was so stern. He is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's always been that way, uh, even as a player. Yeah, he just uh, he has a very, a very serious, gruff demeanor. But he's a huge teddy bear. I wish I was hugging him right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Even, even with the humidity. Even with the, even if we stuck right together, I'd be good. I, one of my favorite jerseys in my collection is a, is a Nate McMillan jersey that I only bust out for special occasions. So, anyways. Nice. All right, P, Mr. Sonic. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, he'll be back. He's too good of a coach to keep down. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, hopping into the Eastern Conference ADP All-Stars, I figured uh, – some there is like you mentioned there is some overlap between some of our guys uh, and so feel free to hop in if you feel any meats left on the bones there uh, but other than that I figure I'll just start with the big guys and then move my way to guards um, so the first guy I got was I was a little surprised that we didn't have overlap on just because of his uh, the giant gap between his ADP and his in season value and that's Brook Lopez. Lopez. Did you consider him for this? I. Yeah, I, I did at one point. I, he he has tailed off a little bit recently, um, but yeah, he, he you know he can definitely he's a value. He was a, he's been a value, um, but uh, no, he he didn't. He, he wasn't a tough omission for me at the end, but worthy oh, worthy yeah. of a spot. Yeah, he's one one guy. I mean, because I I own Giannis in our in our joint league, and so I'm like constantly aware of Brook Lopez and aware that his value has been quite a bit higher than Giannis's for a good chunk of the season. Um, as you mentioned, he's tailed off over the last two weeks. He's only a top seventy five guy uh, for the two weeks preceding the All Star break, but on the season as a whole, he's, he's the number nineteenth player in fantasy with an ADP of one fifteen. You know, and uh, it's just some of the oddest times breakout that I could possibly imagine. Brooke Lopez is 35 years old. This is his 15th season in the NBA. Pretty wild. Uh, so, I mean, to to project a, uh, a breakout can. season at this uh, point, I don't know how you possibly could. It's irresponsible. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, that's why we did not We were looking right. out for our yeah. for our listeners there. Um but, you know, so it's I just got to kind of tip your hat to him at this point. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's averaging 14, six and a half boards, which is fine. Um, but he's got kind of a little of that JJJ type type game at this point of his career, which has been kind of well documented. So he's giving you one and a half, one point eight threes. But at the same time, he's the number three uh, player in the league in blocks per game at 2.4. So that's really where he's driving his right. value from. Um, but I think really the, you know, and I think he's, we kind of thought th- that skill set wasn't necessarily going to erode, but I think what the surprise has been is that he's has his highest minutes per game um, this season since he has since 2015, which is pretty wild. I, I went through and I looked at the uh, all-star rosters and that's more than half of the players that played in the All-Star game this season weren't even in the league in 2015. <laughs> it's wild, too, because coming into the season, he had the back issue that kept him out to start the year. 
And it felt right. a little bit like, okay, you have a center in his mid thirties who uh, makes his fantasy hay on threes and blocks. And those stats, if you shave 20% off what he gave you last year, he's barely a rosterable, rosterable player, you know? Right. Um, so with the blocks and, and threes combo and the back issue and, you know, just you you could project responsibly some decline in a player like that. So you know, kudos to anybody who nabbed him off the wire and enjoyed that production. I haven't lost any sleep over not having Brooke Lopez personally, but um, yeah, it was a great find for anybody that was able to to catch him as he as he fell down down the wire. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, everybody scooped him up. Um, so moving right on to, um, I got three Fords. I'm going to kind of touch on here. I had to kind of throw one into as a six man of the year award there, but. Uh, first guy is uh is somebody that you touched on on your uh fantastic pol- solo pod but yeah but that's uh that's pj washington here i that's, also had him in there he was the guy that when i was listening to the pod i i almost yelled out loud I was, I was shocked that you included him in this list and i was the most happy to hear him in there because i had him starred uh pretty immediately to talk about you're always surprised by my love for PJ. When I had him on the glue guys, you were like, I'm surprised to hear you say this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He seems, <laughs> he seems like too low of a ceiling guy. Uh, so I, but, uh, but I appreciate him. I mean, he's, I mean, as you, as you mentioned, you know, he's 51, I mean, he's 51st player um, in the season with a 98 ADP. So you're kind of doubling your value there. Um, and I think it's, I was, I and mean, we talked about him earlier this season. I think in one of the first episodes, uh, which we have run through before, which uh, James, who's in our league, thought that we were only this is a whole collusion to get everybody in the league to draft PJ Washington. It was this big elaborate smokescreen this entire pod, which is I think one of the funniest uh, things in here. But uh, but our love for PJ Washington is is genuine, and it turns out to be to be real, um, and. But and I was a little surprised that that overall the industry was more down on him than uh, than we were because he's entering his fourth. This was his fourth season right now, um, so he's a really young guy and he had a, a, a open pathway to to minutes, um, I which kind is of only if, increased. Yeah. I mean, we haven't touched on this, but the Hornets' rather perplexing giveaway of Jaden McDaniels at the deadline. Um, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Not at all. You, you have a young wing. Uh, you know, you could if, if you don't want to play the guy, give him 15 minutes a game. You know, he's still a young player. I don't know his contract situation. I, I assume he's under contract for another year, even if not. Um, you know, if you retain his rights, you sign him. He's an asset. They just gave him right away. So um, that's also obviously helping PJ. Just the usage is going nowhere but up for the second half of the of the season. Yeah, it seems like the Hornets can't even tank quite correctly. Oh, um, yeah, but the uh, but I mean, for I kind of wonder if if part of the reason his ADP was so high is that uh, you know the book has been the perceived book on him was was out a little bit um, just because you know the, this for his first three years he's been a really high minutes guy. Um, I mean, on his career, he's averaging thirty minutes a game. So we've we've seen a lot of them, and I think uh, maybe people thought that we've seen everything that we could see from him. Um, and know, I think and people it, gave it, up it, on him a little early as far as agreed the inconsistency, like we talked about in the yes. past. PJ was one of the more high upside players that would appear on waiver wires. 
kind of in and out of every season of his career. This year, that stops because of what we're talking about now and why he's on both of our ADP All-Stars list. Uh, so now he's much more consistent. But I think, like you said, he's a fourth-year player. Maybe what we could take away from this is let's not write off these skilled players so earlier in their career when they've shown these type of flashes and even on their worst weeks um you know still are probably better than you know the worst player on a lot of people's fantasy rosters i think just riding it out with pj especially because of how young he was was good process and those people that ended up with him um obviously are being rewarded for that i think everything you said should be underlined and in bold there I, i totally agree with that um and i think i mean going forward for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I know we were talking about potentially doing a buy low sell high for our next pod. Um, I wonder if, yeah. you know, obviously, obviously we talked about PJ Washington's pathway for the rest of the season is wide open. One thing I'm, I'm really interested to see is, you know, on the season, he's averaging 15 points per game. Uh, last season, he averaged 10.3 so far. And granted, this is a small sample size alert, but since the trade deadline, he's averaging 21 points a game. So he's really ticked it up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that real? Is that going to stick? I guess, you know, something to kind of watch there. There are two of her. I actually have him in a points league. And so I, in my mind, I can visualize that uh, the CBS uh, app has gra- graphs for each week. And his last two periods, his last two weeks since the deadline are two of his higher spiked um, performances that he's strung together. So very small sample size. Nice alert. Uh, but I do think that um, there, we could see the second half be a little closer to the last two weeks than it than it has been at some of his lower points in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see. Um, rolling right into my next guy, who's just barely fits this mold. I mean, we're talking about uh, ADP All Stars. This guy is outperforming his ADP, but not quite in as dramatic a fashion. But I've just been wanting to fit him in for a few pods and haven't quite found the right spot, so I I had to do it. Gordon Um, Hayward. Let's do it. I wish. I wish. (laughs) Dang. All right. Can we do a quick pause so I can write something up on him? Um, (laughs) No, this this player is, uh, is my number one least favorite player to go up against in a weekly matchup in fantasy. Do you, you know who this guy is? Your personal goat for least favorite to go up against. And mine, as we know, is Buddy Heald. Uh, and I finally, right. I've been converted to it, to a um, Mr. Plow believer. Um, shout out Mr. Plow. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who's I, I, I only cut off my list after I heard him, heard you talk. Um, I, I had him on there and I just switched him off. This is a, a forward who, who's a, is a veteran guy. He's a 33 year old guy who, uh, uh, Place and for you, the Chicago Bulls. And you actually hate this guy. Oh, no, I don't. I know I don't. Scotty, I like it's Scotty Pippen, isn't it? It is. It is. It's and not- because you, because I figure you just get him and Scotty Pippen Jr. stats together. It's two for one. It's good that's value. A, that's a really unique fantasy league uh, approach. It's a loophole. Yeah, you get, loophole. You get the historic uh, seasons of the father if you draft the son. <laughs> Uh, Demar, yeah, Demar, yeah. Demar Derozan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, guess. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to that uh, 2016 song. Uh, I spy. I think of them every time. But uh, can you can you, know, you get a song. quick little jingle out of this? Can we get a oh, little hook? What, every time I every time I see his name, he's like uh, 
it was like a little yachty song, but it's like, uh, oh, yeah. I'm like the Mar de Rosa, and when yeah. I shoot it, it goes in. Okay, let's go. I, I hear it every time, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Demar Derozan is uh, is one is my least favorite player to play against a fantasy because he just he crushes you with efficiency, um, and I think and I think part of it too is that he's just so much more consistent and. His, I mean, his floor is so high that uh, that when he peeks out, he can just crush you. He can win a, a given category against you in one game. Let, let's quickly paint a picture because I know we're very passionate about this category, players you least want to go through. DeMar DeRozan's great for this list because when you're thumbing through the matchup, you know, on a Sunday or Monday morning or whatever, figuring out, you, you can easily overlook DeMar DeRozan. And then you get towards the end of the week and you're like, maybe – I cannot catch up and free throw percentage com- jumps to mind. He's like the yes. free throw percentage equivalent of buddy healed for threes. Like on a Absolutely. Sunday, he could go 11 for 12 or what even higher. And you're just like, dude, I just, I had free throw percentage the whole week. Right. But you overlook yes, him in yeah. the beginning of the week when you're going through the team. Well, I, I, I have you know. now just because, because I've, I've learned that lesson so many right, times right, right. And, I, and he's crushed me so often. Um, I mean, three throw percentage is, is, absolutely the number one thing i mean he's he has the this season i mean he's he's 33 he should be tailing off he is the ninth most three throws made in all of the nba uh and he shoots him at an 88 clip so you're right those 11 for 12s uh can happen on a sunday or he can randomly have a week where he does that four times against you and just single-handedly wins that category uh and he does it with other with just solid numbers across the board as well. I mean, averaging this season, 25, 4, and 5, 1.5 stocks, 51% from the field, and a r- ridiculously low 2.2 turnovers for all oh. that. Um, DeMar yeah, DeRozan, so means- you know, in the past, um, I think we've talked about this, he's been one of the greatest values in drafts. And then this past year, I was finally like, okay, people are having to pay up for him. And the fact that he was still able to sneak onto this list is impressive because he went from a player that in auction you could get for eight eight bucks one year, I remember, in our league. I have it stuck in my mm-hmm. mind. He, I think it was his breakout year. Um, you know, one of his first, like, top 20 years, he was eight bucks mm-hmm. in auction. Eight to 12, you know, you, you're looking at a fifth to sixth round pick. This year, he was a third to fourth round pick in most fantasy leagues, but he's still a value. Yeah, his ADP was 32. Yeah. Right, right. And he's and he's a twenty fifth on the season, which so it's agreed. It, it's shocking that he outperformed that. Um, and it's 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 interesting. I mean, I, I've I've loved how you've so far over these two pods have kind of brought up the what's the takeaway for uh, this player going into next season right. and uh, and and I'm not quite sure, but it, it is interesting because uh, I mean the the whole name of our podcast is projecting the jump, right. and obviously. Every with every jump that you're projecting, you have to project uh, an equal decline for that guy to come in. And I feel like Demar Derozan fits into that Chris Paul category of guys who I personally have been projecting the decline on projected the exactly five six yes. years in a row and have been wrong. Right. So now I'm I'm now finally going to be converted over and to be a Demar Derozan uh, uh, advocate. I think as fantasy players sometimes, and maybe it's also kind of our personalities, there are certain players I just prefer to go away <laughs> tomorrow mm-hmm. instead of buying in and like, yes. okay, I'm going to get some of this this year. I'm just like, nah, just maybe he'll go away. 
Just close your eyes and wait for him to retire. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to go away, though. Okay. DeMar DeRozan, worth, worthy. And I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth discussing. Yeah, I think one takeaway from this could be uh, be careful when projecting the decline of a player who still has the same role and really hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Right. And whose team is actively has all the incentive in the world to win. All right. So, yeah. So the next guy, um, this is somebody I'm really curious to hear what your your take is on this. I feel like um, it's oddly um, this is a guy who I feel like every season you have on your roster for about two weeks. Uh, you don't have him on your t- roster for the whole season, um, but you seem to draft him and trade him or trade him, you know, trade for him and then trade him away at some point. And not me, a flying J, the average fantasy player. No, no, you flying J. Specifically me. Oh, this is exciting. So, I'm not gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what yeah, I, I want to hear because I feel like you have a little bit uh, more of an opinion on him, I'm guessing. Um, and so he, he's, an, he's an odd inclusion on this list, this uh-huh. uh, power forward, because he's been so atrocious the last two weeks or really the last three weeks. So it, it's surprising that he still is crushing his ADP. And, but that, that player is Tobias Harris. Mm, Tobias Harris. And I do have a lengthy history. Yeah. I feel like you're, you have a good flirtation with him. Is that, is that not accurate? I've always just thought kind of like we talked about with DeRozan, that the value of Tobias Harris is just, just so he's always a screaming deal. But I, I was happy I could sell high, and I, and I want to be careful and tread lightly when talking about a trade I made with our social media manager, the great cheeseburger, which I literally have referenced two pods in a row now. Uh, I thought it was a good trade for me at the time, and then um, I believe it was Tobias Harris, and uh, I think it was the Drew Holiday trade. Anyways, nobody needs to hear that. But after I made that trade, he just started, just kept crushing it. I'm like, it's still Tobias Harris. It's going to even out, and it has evened out. But he's like, and I considered him for this list and I just, there were just other players I was more interested in talking about because I feel like the, I think the player we're seeing now is a little closer to what we're going to get for the stretch run um, than the player we saw at the height this year. But still another one of these guys where he's just a screaming value in drafts and easy to forget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so a quick rundown on him is his ADP was 74 this season. So far, he's the number 37th player in, in all fantasy. Um, you know, he's like I've mentioned his last two weeks with everybody kind of getting healthy, he's just really fell off the cliff at, at 160. So it's amazing that he's still been ma- maintaining that number 37, which kind of speaks to what he was doing earlier in the season, like he referenced. Um, you know, he's he's one of those guys that kind of he helps you anywhere, doesn't everywhere, doesn't hurt you anywhere. So, uh, you know, wh- I guess what I'm kind of curious is you know, is projecting what the rest of his season is going to kind of look like. You know, I think some of that uh, giant jump in value that we've seen um, has been because the guys have been injured. You know, Max, he's been out for most of the season. Harden's been out for a good chunk of the season. So he's kind of had this, I think, you know, where people were drafting him was expecting uh, a fourth fiddle where he's been really operating for most of the season as the number two guy on that offense. Um, so I, I, but I'm wondering as everybody kind of comes back, you know, what's real and what, what isn't, um, you know, so I kind of took a look at, you know, what he's been doing for a season and kind of was questioning it here. Uh, so he's, so over the last month or last, you know, two weeks, he's been averaging three less attempts 
shot attempts per game than he has been on the season. I think that's probably, probably is going to stick. I think, I think really, if you have them, I think you should expect a decline in shot attempts from what you've been seeing. Um, You know, but, but then on the flip side of that, I mean, uh, you know, he's been shooting less, but he's also on the season been averaging 50% from the field the last couple weeks. He's shooting thirty eight percent. So I, I think I think that's not real. Uh, no. I think I think I think that's going to re- regress back to to the average. Um, the other one, the other one here, just to finish this up, is uh, he's averaging one less rebound per game, and I think that's probably it. Probably is real too, just because Harden clears so many boards. But if you feel like if you add that all up, if you have the opportunity, I mean, if 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 there's mm. a Tobias Harris manager out there, I mean, you kind of talk about getting a screaming value on him. If you ha- if you see a Tobias Her- Tobias Harris manager out there that looks a little frustrated, and he lo- he goes, okay, now everybody's healthy. I-, I have a number one sixty guy. This guy's almost droppable. You know, I don't think he's the number thirty seven player in the league. I don't think he's not one sixty. Yeah. So I'd say if you can get him for trading him like a a top one hundred maybe even top one top 75 guy to get him to it. I think, I think this totally. is a really good opportunity to, to buy low on him. I know we're not doing the buy low podcast, but sneak uh, peek, a little sneak yeah. peek. Yeah, no, I think Tobias Harris is uh as our first player uh, on the, on the buy low sell high show coming up because I, I think he's a clear, clear buy low right now. And I did want to mention too, is that I think there's a real distinction with someone like Tobias Harris in particular, you said number 37 still on the season. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously that's a nine cat, the the decline you've seen in a points league in particular really hurts because one of the things in nine cat that helps him is his percentages are always nice and his turnovers are always kind of non-existent. So he, you know, he's, he's helping you there. He's helping to stabilize that floor there. Um, And then obviously they've added McDaniels coming over from Charlotte to take a little bit of that usage off the wing. So uh, I would say I wouldn't sell yeah, if you can't give him for a top 80, 90 player, just let the guy ride it out probably. Um, but, yeah, I think that they could be really frustrated being the uh, Tobias Harris manager by now. Um, but, yeah, in a points league at this point, he's borderline unplayable um, because you need that usage, and he's already not exactly the usage king. So, but, yeah, poke around, see see how frustrated they are. I might actually make an offer before we – Release this pod, just kind of see. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna outbid you, so you know, no, you're good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So moving on to the next guy, which is which was a starter for you, um, and once again was somebody that I was uh, I was I was listening to the pod while taking a walk with the kid, and I was silently cheering through the neighborhood when this guy came up um, because this is one of my favorite players in all of the NBA. Donovan, uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I thought Donovan about Mitchell. I thought about you when I went with him. It was uh he barely got the spot over Halle, but yeah. Yeah, I uh I was looking forward to hearing you talk about him as this year boy. It is, yeah. And uh, you know, I was uh pretty bullish on him going into the season as we talked about you know, on the preseason pods. Uh you know, I think I I just kind of have loved his growth through through his career. One thing that I guess I, you know, um, was surprised at while like pre- while prepping for this is this is only Donovan Mitchell's sixth season. 
I feel like he's been around for so much longer than that because because he kind of came shot out of a cannon right away that I mean he was like a fully formed dynamite player right off the bat that I I guess I just assumed that he was like 29 or so and he's really only 26. I feel like Utah will do that to a man. Kind of ages them before mm. their time a bit. <laughs> That's true. I mean having six kids before you're uh, 26 it will do it. Uh but uh but I mean I think you know you know, I mean, he he was great, kind of right off the bat. I mean, his uh, his rookie year, he averaged twenty and a half points. That was the season that uh, Ben Simmons somehow stole Rookie of the Year. I'm doing air quotes from yeah, him that, and season. he missed his whole actual rookie season. One of those, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make any sense. But I mean, so you, you ran over his numbers, but real quick, uh, you know, for this season, he's averaging a career high in points, threes made. Field goal percentage, stocks, which are stocks and uh, or steals and blocks combined, and doing that all in a career low turnovers. Yeah, it's just it's it's an insane season that he's having. So I think I just wanted to give a tip of the cap once again to Donovan Mitchell, uh, blo- uh, just kind of blowing out his twenty four ADP and being the number ninth player in the in the all fantasy. It is impressive. It's and it's fun to see him out of Utah. I mean, I. That situation became a little untenable. And also after Utah hosted the All-Star game, just kind of an and I'd been I had a friend who who actually moved there from Olympia, Washington for a while and I visited a couple times. Just an odd place, man. It's a long time to spend all your formative. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just to spend your formative years. Not just Park City, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> just in general. All right, yeah. Not just not just the 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 ski winter sports. And, you mean you mean you mean real life isn't just going out to the bars yeah. like four nights a week and then skiing <laughs> six days a week? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell literally shows up and just like all his formative years happen in Utah. That's great if you're Carl Malone or John Stockton. That's not great for everyone. So you know, I'm sure he's really having a great time. Is what I mean to say, and it's coming across in his play, and I'm happy for him. So yeah, yeah, it's great to see. Um, yeah. So moving on to my last guy, who once again you talked about too, so kind of can breeze through this a little bit. Um, That's Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. Who I I very reluctantly kind of held my nose and included him on this list. I know. I was thinking that word. Well, you reluctantly accepted him in that mega blockbuster trade that got you Giannis as well. I remember at the time you're like Gary Trent. I don't know. I guess I'll take him. Like you would, you didn't target him, and that was a three for three. Uh, we won't have to go through all the details, but but he was kind of a throw-in in that trade for you, right? You were like, all right, I'll take him. He was somebody that I that I planned on taking and flipping. Um, I I took him only because he seemed to be a throw-in, and I thought I saw better value on. Um, but yeah, quick quick story, quick quick sidebar. Uh, mm-hmm. We had talked about in our last pod. Uh, Jamie and I were doing a head-to-head matchup in our fantasy league, yeah. uh, and we guess we never mentioned the conclusion of this, which <laughs> came down to in our league. Uh, in our league, I have multiple ties on the season. I have two ties on the season, which is completely insane. It, it's a <laughs> totally illogical, and yet our matchup this last week was the closest matchup that I've had all season. It literally came down to we had. We had three categories in play on the last possession of the last game. Three categories that could have flipped with on the last play. Um, Jamie beat me, and, uh, <laughs> and two and zero on the season. Both came down to like the very like just they were the two closest matches I've had this year. 
Um, it was BS. So, but uh, but the 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 tie-in here is that the one of the oh. one of the big reasons I didn't. You found uh, a way to weave this into our fantasy basketball podcast. You got a zero on a Sunday know, right. from Gary Twin, oh, yeah. Twin Jr. Okay, great. I haven't been thinking about this. I haven't been marinating <laughs> on this for a full week. Like I have, I'm an I'm an adult. Uh, but uh, uh, but no the. Gary Trent Jr. sat out the last second, which lost me at least one of the two, at least one or two of the categories that would have flipped it. But uh, so we're over at a Super Bowl party later that day, and uh, my daughter walks out of yes. uh, I forgot you know, about friend's this. room, <laughs> and she walks into the room where all you know all the guys are watching the game. And she has in her hand, I don't even know, she was totally unprompted. I don't know how this even happened. A framed picture like an artist's rendition of gary trent jr and she she walks up to me and she shows it to me as i'm standing there just taunting me just 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 throwing it in my face that i lost because gary trent jr didn't play okay a lot to unpack here okay a we need to release this photo at least on our twitter page um, yeah, that's true. We have some really cool tw- Twitter followers. Very exciting stuff. Um, so we got to make sure we get that out. Uh, all all of the work of the great cheeseburger. Um, and did we ever figure out the mystery? Was this l- somehow a coincidence that the player that you feel like may have been your undoing just happened? There's happened to be a, a piece of art with him uh, available for your daughter to coincidentally grab and show you. Like what happened? Well, it's what well, she put up buddy, to it. My, no, my buddy won it in an auction. He had it in his house. And then for some reason, his wife was like, oh, Nathan's a Blazer fan. Like here, Bonnie, why don't you go show uh, your dad this 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 thing? Like, so, uh, yeah, total coincidence. That's amazing. And that's pure fantasy pain. Like I couldn't have scripted. Yeah. I could if I wanted to set you up to rub it in, I actually couldn't have planned something better than that. But I wouldn't do yeah, that. No, it's. I wouldn't do that to you. It's stung. No, I appreciate that. But uh, the, the the generous donation to my daughter's college fund seems to say <laughs> otherwise. Uh, All right. So Gary Trent Jr. Like, makes makes yeah. a starting spot on your. Uh, he he does. I mean, days. yeah. I mean, as you as you mentioned, I mean, his the steal rate is insane this season. His threes are through the roof. Uh, I mean, he's shooting 38 percent from deep on 7.2 uh, attempts per game. Uh, his ADP was 90 on the season. He's the number 40th player, shockingly in fantasy this 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 season as well. Um, you know, and in some of it is you know we've talked about him a little bit in the past, but you know I think you know I I, I kind of wonder and I, I I vacillate back and forth and I think the Raptors probably do as well as far you know kind of wondering is is Gary Trent the perfect three and D player in the NBA? I mean. He's he hits threes at a at a great volume, and that's all he wants to shoot. Really, um, he's also very confident that he's the best. That he is better than Clay. That he he is an alpha version of Clay is what he thinks he is. You know, he's the best defender. He's a great three point shooter. Um, you know, the bad the bad of it for fantasy is he doesn't really provide you any peripheral stats besides that. 2.6 rebounds, 1.6 assists, uh, you know, and, uh, but, uh, you know, but I think that that is what it is. You know, I think you're, you're, you happily take that in, in your fantasy and you, and you build your team kind of yeah. around that. 
I would say that I was surprised that I had to include him on my list when I was doing the research. I was like, oh, Gary Trent has to make the team. And, and Gary Trent this season has become everything that Dylan Brooks wishes he could be. Wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> right? You know, and I think that Gary Trent, I agree with you about his alpha um, mentality, but he hasn't shown any me any reason to believe that he's not a willing and accepting role player who just feels like he's a star in his role. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of the next step. I think that was part of the – I actually think that was part of the reason that Portland – jettisoned him i mean part of it was the clear time for anthony simons um right but i think there there was there was a few you there's a few too many times per game that gary trent would look off dame and then hoist the three he's Uh, a black hole on the perimeter he is you better be ready when you swing it to him he's not gonna pass yeah he's that ball's not moving from him but uh but i think ironically on that toronto team he's pretty perfect fit for that um so you know and yeah. uh but yeah. regardless the, the rest of the season toronto's is uh is locked in to make a run as deep as they can the playoffs and they obviously loaded up with with purdle so i think did you uh, see that last got year? Them, hang on to them just right? gotta say shout out to yaka purdle did you see that last line he had right before the break it was like Remind a th- 30 point I mean, it may have been a triple double it was damn near close with six blocks he just dominated. Mm. He blew up the DFS mm. slate. Um, he, yeah, it was just a monster performance uh, going into the break. Dang. Oh, there, there's a few guys that sat that one too, right? So, I mean, he was kind of a he got kind of minutes bump, but I just didn't but fully know we had that in him. But yeah, it was monster right. performance. Yeah, where was that all season? I'm sure Yuck Pearl owners are asking themselves right now. I can get Spurs tickets to a Pelicans game for forty nine dollars each, just sixteen rows back from the baseline. So yeah, that's where the Spurs are at right now. I was like, all right, I'll, I'm down to see. I'll be able to see the outline on Sohan's hairdo. So it'll be cool. There you go. I like this. <laughs> so, like this. Sohan, see, Sohan, no. <laughs> yeah. See Zach Collins' uh, militia Amen. haircut going. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, who, are we, who are we down to now? Are we at the, uh, are we at basically the point guard spot? Well, that, that's it. We're, we're down to, uh, we're, ta- we're down to at the, uh, just kind of uh, talking about our love for Steelbridge Coffee is all we got. I mean, always down once to do again. That. Uh, yeah, the you you just got a package from Steelbridge, is that right? Yeah, I did. It was very exciting. So when it got here, so I I elected to go with the Kobe Bryant rookie card. I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to shoot my shot. And you had just snuck the Iverson out from under me, which actually has replenished on the website that Iverson's back. I see that. It's the, yeah. it's I, the I have upper set deck up rookie. In the lab. Yeah. yeah. It's I got it in the lab. I, we have this like very expensive piece of lab equipment that's uh uh costs more than my car, but uh and that's we have good. the Iverson card, you know, right there framed in it. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So how'd you how'd you pick that Kobe? I just I, you've distracted me by saying that it costs more than your 2002 Toyota Camry. That's not that ex- impressive, but cool. <laughs> it's a it's a thirteen. It's a 13. my bad. Thank you my bad, much. Camry man. And a hybrid. <laughs> so the coffee arrives, and there's eight packs in it. Uh, so I get the Kobe. I'm like, whoa, eight packs. And there was also an Antoine Walker rookie card in it, which I used to have that card as a kid as well. It's a beautiful. Really? Card. Yeah, I was a huge Antoine Walker fan. Cyber Twan, as they called him in the EA Sports ads, um, and it. Turns out that uh, that Emma, uh, my partner, her uh, best friend, had just been staying here, 
And so she selected um, a Steel Bridge Coffee promo as a thank you gift for the hospitality. So when it showed up, I was just like, what the hell? Like, but yeah, so we got, we have eight things of Steel Bridge Coffee, which we will be sending some to you, Emily Armstrong. Um, if you're a listener of the pod, I think, I think you're a fan. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll probably be sending one or two out, but it's delicious. It is amazing. And it's nice to have like that craft Oregon coffee here in New Orleans. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been a nice addition to uh to the beginning of, of the new orleans experience right on yeah it's it's been fun to see on the website i mean the cards have been going quick and they've been repen- replenishing really quickly too so it's uh i'd say definitely yeah check it out that's steelbridgecoffee.com um forward slash ptj as joseph put, pointed out not backslash as i was saying but uh <laughs> yeah the, uh, thank you joseph yeah, i didn't know it either yeah thank you for that one uh but uh but yeah, they if if you don't like the selection up there that's right now, check it like log back in, in a couple of days. Um uh, what's there has been kind of selling through and uh and there's gonna be a whole bunch more that, that's there. So I did notice that the upper deck Kobe rookie where he famously wears a pair of white oakleys on his forehead has appeared. So it's so, weird. That's a weird picture. <laughs> it is. I also had that card as a kid. So calling all Kobe Bryant fans, Lakers fans, you might want to hop on that. That's an incredible card. And of course, the cards came in beautiful condition. Uh, so shout out, Joseph. I am going to send that Kobe up for grading. Uh, I think it's an eight five. Maybe I'll get a nine out of it, but I'm going to send it out for grading. It's always fun to do. Yeah. If Yeah. Some of those, if they if they're graded at a nine, they're worth yeah. a lot of money. Exactly. I mean, like some of those cards yeah. are are very valuable the detlef shrimp detlef shrimp's next for me um the pacers Mm. uni back-to-back six man of the year award winning detlef shrimp mind you with the pacers really in the early 90s wow Mm. wow and great and great cameos too you got to give them the shout out on the cameos (laughs) on uh parks and rec (laughs) all right well before we get too rambly um this has been part two. Happened. It's already happened. Before. This has been part two of the ADP all-star list. Uh, it's been kind of fun to go through this. And I've noticed some other pieces coming out, some pretty good work just from other people in the industry, just kind of reviewing, um, you know, the draft process. So it was nice to take a pause and, and reflect, but man, I'm itching. Like I'm itching. I'm on the, I'll open up my app and I'll be like, there's nothing to see here. Like I don't have any moves to make. Like, I wasted a little too much money in the all-star game, got completely hammered, not intoxicated, mind you, but just like, just because I was just like, I need something. I'm on there. I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, plus a thousand for Giannis on the all-star game. MVP comes in, makes one layup and leaves. So I'm like, okay, this is how this is going to (laughs) go. I had a bunch, I had a bunch on Donovan Mitchell and uh, was feeling really good about that for a while. And uh, second place doesn't count for anything. No, but he was, he was a good call, but man, it's not, it's just not a fun. It's, it's a fool's errand to um, gamble on an exhibition game like that. Yep. So we're sick and I can't wait for the season to re- resume, but it was, it was fun to reflect as well. Yeah, absolutely. You got anything else? No. Yeah. Look forward to season coming back and then and we'll be back with you guys uh, probably this weekend uh, going through the, the next pod. Yeah. We got trade deadlines coming up in fantasy leagues. I think some of the early ones, I had I had a trade deadline that passed just this past Sunday, um, but they're going to be rolling out the next couple of weeks. So we will, by the time this hits and um, you hear this pod, we will be out in a few days with uh, a buy low slash show for you. So with yeah. that said, for Natron Clean, for Flying J, which is me, this has been still Flying J, the person who delivered the message to you, reminding you to 
Get on those fantasy apps. <laughs> Check that waiver wire. <laughs> Make sure Jeremy Sohan isn't available. Make sure Mark Williams isn't available. Start to think about some of the players who are going to be soaking up bigger roles in the second half. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, that's that's me, and I'm out. So <laughs> <laughs> later. All right, peace.